When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hot! Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Jeff Cameron Show on a Live Nations Friday, Lucy Goosey edition, game day edition of the program. Oh, man. Oh, it's getting close. I say that. I'm just trying to convince myself it's not getting that close. We've still got five and a half hours. Damn it, man. Man, you didn't have to say that. Well, I just, I'm, I, you know, listen, I'm like everybody else right now. I'm ready to go. Nobody's concentrating on work right now. Nobody, no Florida State fan is getting work done right now. We're all a mess. That's where it's so great to have this job, because when you focus on work, it helps you pass the time. For most people, you focus on work today, you're just going to do crappy work. I didn't realize, uh, I'm sure this is uh, originated by Nike, I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm almost sure of it anyhow, but how many different color coordination things are going on this weekend? There's an entire article about it, it the lead is us, about the uh, ice white unis and all that, but... Um, they show they show that video on ESPN article, and then from there, the next thing they point out, Notre Dame's going to be wearing the all green, the the green jerseys uh, for their game Uh-oh. against Cal. Oregon is wearing something called uh, what is this? I think it's it's the bamboo offense uniforms. No, they're actually I kind of like these nightmare. Uh, yeah, nightmare uniform. It's the official nightmare uniform for Oregon football. It's it's black and you got a little bit of, obviously you got the yellow. Uh, but it looks good. Uh, and then you've got Georgia State going with black threads instead of uh, its traditional blue. That's the accent color. So it's black on black on black with just this blue accent. It's it looks interesting. Good. Their blue is good. Yeah, their blue is good. I hope that program becomes something in the next 10 years. They're off to a good start. NC State is going with all black uniforms against Texas Tech. You already brought up Washington. Theirs is the Purple Rain, which is really well done. Is it? R-E-I-G-N, yes. Okay. It's it's purple, purple. We got that gold helmet with the purple W. It it looks good. 
looks really good. Syracuse is doing the um, all orange, ugly as hell, shouldn't do it uniform. Baylor doing the same, as in all green. It's uh, green on green, which I don't love. Utah has a different uniform as well, and I actually like that one. Louisville, apparently, wear red this week is right. their big thing. So that's got to be a red helmet. I mean, they, they already have a red helmet that's pretty nice. They do. And uh, red jerseys, red bottoms. There were people joking on the boards in the Louisville community that said, hey, that's good. At least the empty seats won't look empty anymore if we do a red out. <laughs> so that's how they're feeling up there. Right have you now. seen K-State's uniform? Um, it's it's interesting. I, I like the one side of the helmet with the number on it, but they're they're doing something different. Rice is doing something nobody cares about. You see, all that. I know is rice. <laughs> uh, UCF gold pants, white tops. Helmet looks nice. I like it. Well done. There you go. That's what Plumlee's gonna wear. That'll break your heart. Middle Tennessee doing new uniforms. Auburn doing My uniforms. God. Everybody this Does week. Does Michigan State, did they make that list? I don't think so. Good. Good. Because they, they usually wear the crap and they yeah, look awful. D- well, when they wear their traditionals, they look fantastic. Well, they like to experiment wearing, you know, gray they, on gray on. Yeah, there's no reason. You know, Kelly Green instead of Forest no Green. No reason. <sighs> can we have a beer on the air? We can on War Chain TV. Can we have a little bit of a. But not on the radio. Of a beer? I'd like a beer. I mentioned at the start of the show, uh, not only my extreme excitement and enthusiasm for tonight's game, but the importance of winning it, and kind of went back, and we both have watched Louisville's two games. Extensively, sir. Yeah, I know we have. You get you get worried that you're going to take too much away from such a small sample size. I do. Because I, I'm when I'm locked in like that, I'm jotting my notes just like you are, and I'm kind of like, it's two games. They could go. They could run counter to. They haven't looked good in two games. Right. So they may not run half of what we've seen in those two games. They may decide to scrap all of that. Yeah, I think you know if you're talking about featuring Malik, they already have shown a couple of things that this is where he's been around for 50 years. So you know some of the gadgets they're going to run where. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a fake handoff, but the running back ends up being a lead blocker for Malik. It turns into a power play at a pistol, but it looks like it's an innocuous, you know, inside zone or something. They do it a lot. Things like that. You know, it, it counter flows. So it looks like they're going to run stretch to the right, but then they release the H back to the left. Oh, my God, my linebacker's got his eyes in the wrong spot. It's a gain of 15. Window dressing, Tom. They do a ton of window dressing. We should it's know just window dressing, about guys. the window dressing. That's what we face when we go good on good every day in damn practice. You should be ready for this. Jimbo will call it in. You know, he'll he'll tell you, uh, you know, you, you can't you can't have your eyes wandering. Well, that's the thing, too. Okay, back in the days of Jimbo, you face an offense like this, and you might get caught for more than you bargained for. Because you never saw it in practice. Precisely. Never saw it in practice. I agree with you, yeah. I mean, that was the downside of playing non-pro-style offenses is that you never saw it in practice, so you you would get fooled by it. You'd you'd fall for the okey-doke. And that's where, if you're going to make an argument for Lul's defense, it's a tough one to make. It's a real tough one to make through two games. But if you're going to make one for it, the Malzahn offense that ran roughshod over them in the first half last week are the same exact principles that Mike's going to run at him. I mean, there's one play. It's a jet sweep to the right, ends up being countered to the left, and these are the two options the quarterback has. And both would have worked several times, but it's the same thing we run. Yeah. We ran it to Pittman. We ran it to Deuce Span. So there are a lot of similarities between the base offenses for UCF and Florida State in a way they've been preparing for a couple of weeks, but they got a personnel problem, so that doesn't magically go away. 
It doesn't. And I, I am still of the mindset, and it doesn't mean it'll happen, and there's another voice inside my head that won't let it happen. I think we are all suffering from the last five years' worth of results, last four years' worth of results, where you just kind of refuse to allow yourself to have nice things or believe that it's even possible. You know, it's like you read these stories about people who grew up in abject poverty, and then eventually they make something to themselves, they fight their way out of it, uh, and, and then they have all the money you could ever want, and yet their habits are still that of somebody who's never had any money, right? They're very, very uh, cheap. Uh, because they, they don't know what it's like, right? It takes a while for you to convince yourself that it's okay. We're in that position. Like, I'm sitting here looking at the, for lack of a better term, the, the tape. It's not really the tape. I don't want to make it sound like I'm looking at the All-22s. I'm not. But I'm going back and watching those Louisville games, and I'm like, man, we could maybe beat the hell out of Louisville. Yeah. I mean, the more I watch it, the more that inner voice is going, if you execute, if you don't give them any help, in the way of turnovers, stupid penalties, poor special teams play, which is something you worry about. If you don't do those things, that voice, that football mind is telling you, we're the much better team. We could go execute and dominate this game. And the second that voice says, we might even blow them out, you go, you shut your mouth. We're not blowing them out. This is going to be close in the fourth quarter because it has to be. Yeah, I mean, look, two NFL examples. Last night's game, the Chargers are the better team for the balance of it, but situationally they're terrible. Right. You've got to pick six of the goal line. 99 yards, baby. It's a 14-point swing right there. Well, yeah. Monday night, Denver and Seattle. Who's the better team? It's Denver, and it's not close, but they fumble twice from the one-yard line, and then they mismanage the final minute of the game. Next thing you know, it's a one-point loss. So these things can happen, and we're not outside of that margin. We're better than Louisville, but we're not that much better to where if you make mistakes like Denver did – or the or the Chargers did last night, you know you you can't absorb those and still win. I don't think we're that much better. So that's where situations matter greatly. Red zone efficiency matters greatly. If you're at goal to go twice in this game, you come away with zero points two times, like we did against LSU. I don't know. You probably lose the game. We didn't bring this up first hour. We did bring it up some yesterday, and when I went back and watched, it came to mind again. And I think you're on to something with what you said there. And, and I think it's because there's no conviction. Uh, Louisville ought to run tempo. They ought to run tempo. And they dabble in it. They do run it sometimes, especially when they're in a spread, right? They'll run it then. But they don't stick with it. And, I, and what I've noticed with them is they don't stick with it if they have a negative result, meaning – not a, a bunch of series of plays or, a, a, you know, where they fail on an entire drive. One play goes south. One play goes south when they're in spread and they're going. Then all of a the sudden, they give up on it completely. And I find that absolutely fa fascinating. Um, it's just weird to watch. It's, it's like, well, that's just one play, man. Let it go. You know, yeah. keep keep going. You know, I mean, I understand you got to win first down if you're in tempo. But that said, he'll just because he doesn't believe in it. So what'll happen is he'll go, okay, we're going to do this, see if it works. Something goes south. I don't like. Let's go back to what we always do. So in this situation, make sure because I 
I think they should run tempo, but uh, stop it early so we don't have to worry about well, it. Well, and if they stop do, it early. this this is, are you going to play it safe or are you going to go swing for the downs tonight? Because it's the same question I'm asking about how you want to play this thing defensively. If you want to sell out to stop the run, you can do that, but then Jordan can make a quick decision and it's in the end zone. But you might be able to limit what we do, so that's the, the give and the take. Or you can play it safe and say... Look, you're going to be able to run the ball on us. We know this. But we're going to force you to matriculate the ball down the field in sixes and eights. And then when you get in the red zone, we believe that we've got enough installed to prevent you from scoring a touchdown. You're only going to score three points. And that's how we're going to win this game is you're going to amass threes instead of sevens. But those are two different approaches. Those are two different levels of aggression. So on offense, the quickest way to get blown out tonight is to run tempo and not be able to execute it. If Louisville runs tempo and it fails... Let's say they get in a second and seven, and now it's a dive up the middle to Evans, and it's stopped at the line of scrimmage. Now you're in third and six, and you've just only run 20 seconds off the clock. If Malik doesn't make a play, then you're giving the ball right back to an offense that should be able to move the ball down the field. Now Florida State's got a time of possession advantage that's ridiculous, like we did against LSU, and we're down 10 points. Crap, how do we climb out of this hole? Mm-hmm. Because we can't stop them. So it's just a, it's a question of how desperate is he on a night like tonight? I think he's very desperate. I think that the season is in play here for Louisville, is on the line. I, I, I don't think they can afford to start one and two with two ACC losses, given the way that they were thought of, his staff, him, were thought of coming into the season. I think it's a, it's a budding problem, uh, as in job problem, for him if they start one and twos. I would think that he's going to be desperate enough. Kitchen sink. It's all on the table tonight, man. It's all there. And that that is also something you always worry about. Listen, you can convince yourself to be scared of everything. If you desperately want something and you fear that it's not going to be given or it's going to be taken away somehow, you can start conjuring many, you know, a wide variety of things that could cost you the opportunity. The truth is most coaches don't go too far away from what they know whatever their overriding philosophy is, because you can't rep it. You know, you're going to rep what you are every day in practice. Your core, for lack of a better term, concepts, values, schematically, you this is what you are, and then you run plays off of this, okay? So for Jimbo, smash, all that meshed up, outside zone, right? That's what he is, right? And off of that, he had a lot of different things, and he prided himself on being able to do a lot of stuff within that. But his core was still those things, right? Well, when you, you know, Satterfield is, we know what Louisville is. Right. Pistol, outside zone. And they roll them out. They get them out. Yeah, and all that stuff, right? But if you're desperate, if you've got anything back there that you you don't run on the regular, this would probably be a game to see it, to show it. And then that's when I talk about the desperation as well of uh, Cunningham. Uh, like where you just get you let your best player make plays and hope like hell he can stay healthy. That's where the key, the number one key here is to stay in your lanes for two reasons. Number one, Malik will find it if you don't, mm-hmm. and then two, they're going to run gadgets at you. They have to. This reminds me of 2012 FSU Clemson, and I'm not saying that we're as good as the 2012 Knowles. Don't get me wrong. But we all knew that Chad Morris, the offensive coordinator for Clemson, had to break out the bag of tricks. Because if you're going to play this thing straight up, they don't have the receivers to do it. Last year, they did. Yeah, they did. There would have been a greater concern last year with that group of receivers against our secondary and what we saw against LSU, especially down the stretch, and the miscommunications. And you'd say, look, they can just drop Malik back, and they might have enough to score 30 to 35 points. 
The reason that Malik's numbers against man coverage last year were so good, I mean, it was an absurd yards per attempt, 9, 11, yeah, something yeah. like that, It's because the receivers were good. Yeah, They're winning one-on-ones a bunch. 2-2 two, two was, yeah, they, they, had, they had guys. They might hit one downfield. Malik against Syracuse threw a pick in the end zone. That's an open post. I mean, hit your man, No, Malik. don't. No, go ahead and. Well, that, yeah, if you're, if you're you Louisville, go. that's what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah, there. Yeah. It's there. So they might hit one, but they don't have the targets to sustainably make plays down the football field and be as open as they've been the last couple of years. Chad, appreciate you, buddy. Knowles minus two and a half. Woo! I Woo! got all the way down to my plums. Red Russians for my gents. Thank you, sir. Maybe tonight after the game. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. I can tell you, and I get it, it's in the spirit of the show. Uh, but if we are having a cel- celebratory beverage tonight, it will not be a Red Russian. No. No. You're you're more apt to have a red than me. I I, I I've not. had them. Yeah, I got you one when we were at the corner pocket. You were doing guest bartending. That's right. Took a video. Yeah, of that. I, it was I good gave, fun. I gave you a red rush in a weird way. It's it's kind of refreshing in a weird way. I don't think so. But no, tonight if we win, it's about shotgunning a beer on the post game. Well, show. you're going to shotgun a beer, yeah. and I'm going to either enjoy some very tasty tequila, or. Perhaps a fine, peaty, smoky scotch. Also wanted to say thanks to FSU fan 1993 again. Woo! Because he's calling for the flea flicker. Oh, wow. Oh, Beauregard. Yeah. Might I see the flea flicker yet again? Wouldn't that be something? I don't think they'll call. I hope they don't break tricks out tonight. No, we don't need to This needs to be man's game. Yeah. You can say it. No No doubt about it. Pre-game, post-game, no game at all. Any time is the right time for Zaxby's Platters. Just as long as you're hungry, feed your team with your choice of traditional or buffalo fingers. Of course, there's always boneless or traditional wings as well. If you're having trouble deciding, get the best of both worlds with a sampler platter. Don't forget that uh, world-famous sauce. Satisfy your chicken craving with Zaxby's Platters. Order online or in the app. Your Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Golden Chief booster for 17 years. Go Knowles. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 libations friday means it's time for some uh, prize picks guys let's uh, let's go let's get to it let's uh post what we have there with prize picks i should note before you do tom uh that Ooh, i just saw a little bit of your pick oh did you just a pop it a do little peekaboo 
Uh, War Champ match. If you use the uh, War Champ promo code for prize picks, it's a 100% match there. That's a good thing, right? That's promo a code. Real good thing. War Chant. That's right. Uh, use code War Chant. Ought to use code JCS, but uh, we're doing War Chant, so that's fine. All that's right. Fine. We get credit all the same. We you, do. You and I, buddy. Got to have it. 100% deposit match. Now, with that, if you don't know how it works, well, it's not complicated. A whole lot of overs and unders in this thing. Uh, and we like to search the values, the deals that uh, we think best suit in any given weekend for college football, pro football. You can mix and match, by the way. doesn't have to be football at all. I mean, you could match uh, golf with tennis with football. You could do anything you want, any combination to increase uh, your odds of winning, increase the uh, amount of money you're going to win. Uh, the more you marry, obviously, the more you make, but also the greater the risk. So all of that is in there. If you would, Tom, uh, I made a pick today for the purposes of prize picks. I will play this. You guys can follow along this weekend. Let's see if it hits or not. I've got Matt Ryan over 238.5 yards passing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've got Lamar Jackson throwing for more than 219.5 yards against the Miami Dolphins. And then I have Christian McCaffrey rushing for more than 60.5 yards against the Giants. The only fear uh, that I have with McCaffrey is that uh, he's always hurt. Uh, but uh, for that matter, if he stays healthy, I think he'll go over that 60.5 mark. And those three, if they hit, it's 20. It's a power play. I bet 20 bucks on it to win 100. Yeah. Let's hope it happens, man. I like this play for a couple of reasons. Number mm -hmm. one, Lamar Jackson. It looks like since he doesn't have an extended contract, he's more apt to throw the football and than not run, run the, football. the football, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I like the overs. That I don't think they've adjusted yet, these mm -hmm, numbers. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case. If there's 50 Lamar Jackson yards out there, he's going to allocate those 50 to passing. Mm. So he should be at the minimum the 260 range. Matt Ryan should be pissed off and embarrassed. So should the entire Colts offense, based upon scoring only 20 on the Texans. I well, like I mean, that. I'd go easy on that. He threw for over 300 yards last week. I had him for over 300 yards last week. It was a big day for Matt Ryan in that fourth quarter. They did Well, yes, they did not finish. <laughs> in that. Yeah, they're down 20-7. to seven. He, he, like Jameis, has a big fourth quarter. Yeah. And then McCaffrey, you just said it and forget it. I, I like that one, too. Yeah, that's a good bet. And let's see. I may win 100 bucks with that one. If not, I lose 20. I, too, ah, right. had an NFL triple-header pick, mm. and here you go. Let's go. So the first one is Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. That is a Nathaniel Hackett. I effed up. I need Russell Wilson to rack up a ton of yards so I look like less of a fool. I, I like that pick. I, I almost Texas. incorporated in my own. All right. Carson Wentz. Mm. All right. That commander's offense looked all right against Jacksonville, and Detroit didn't exactly stop the Eagles last week either. So I think that's a really low number for mm. Wentz. If it was 275, I'd be scared. 240? You need 240? Okay. I like that play. Antonio Gibson should rack up a lot of receiving yards in that game as well. And then Dalvin. I think the scout on Minnesota has to be that we've got to stop Justin Jefferson. My God. Don't you do think? it. Don't do what Green Bay did. Yeah. So we're going to double him. Let's not die by the explosive play down the field. Let's allow them to run the football a little bit more and allocate our resources elsewhere. Dalvin already, I think he went over 84 and a half last week anyway, and he wasn't even the featured piece. It's close. He I, was right there. I had him. I, I, it may have been slightly less in rushing, but he also had the combination of catch as well. So, yeah. And his 35 points the Philly gave up to the Detroit. So, yeah, I like Dalvin to go over 100 in this game. So, there's my triple. And you sprinkle a little $20 action on it to win 100. Let's find out if it happens. Appreciate that. There you go. It's that easy. That is prize picks. 100% deposit match. We get a bet with my mother in a moment i would note ryan your chat uh, question or observation is a fair one i'd like to see johnny wilson teabag brownlee in the back of the end zone for the first touchdown tonight not a technical term uh, per se or football term if you will but uh, i think we catch your drift that'd be great that'd be great 
Well, that, that requires Brownlee to move backwards, right? If he comes up and runs support, he's a, still a very good player. He's made a he's couple a very big good hits. Player. But, um, I actually think Florida State would have been better off had we not lost Brownlee. I understand why we did. Yeah. It's that simple. We're still thin there. So, yeah. 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 Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Well done, sir. That music should uh, alert everybody to uh, what's coming next here as we get set to wager with Mama. We split last week. I won the Cleveland-Carolina game, and uh, she was right to stick by our beloved Bucks. I paid a dear price for being a traitor and taking Dallas. If you would, sir, cue it up. And now for another edition of the Family Pick, Nick. Take it away, Jeffrey. Hello, Mother. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. I had the Chiefs last night, but I wanted to lose the game, and I only took them because they were at home. Who did you have? I had the Chiefs, too, and I agonized over it. Me, too. felt like the Chargers should have won that game last night. They should have. I know. I felt bad for Justin Herbert. I thought, oh, I don't know. Hopefully he doesn't have a broken rib because I know they hit him like right under his pads like or whatever. And, oh, you know, the mother and me, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, that looked painful, didn't it? He um, painful. I think he, he's good to go. Uh, just going to be a little pain tolerance deal there. But they'll shoot they'll shoot him up with Tordal. He'll be all right. Um, doesn't doesn't appear to be anything broken, at least not initially last night. So that that's good news. By the way, something to note here, and and Tom, I bring this up to you as well. Um, in the loss, the Chargers have now impressed me two weeks in a row as being potentially potentially the second best team in the AFC. And I know that's I shouldn't do that because we've seen Patrick Mahomes be great and all of that with all those weapons, and the Chiefs did win the game. But the Chargers' defense is so so much better than a year ago, and yeah. if that's the case, look out, man, because they're going to score. Yeah, they got to come away with those interceptions. The Samuel yes. one in the end zone, you got to make that play. Dante. And then, and, and he's really good. And he, he should have been credited. That was a Bird Emanuel play for me. I think that I was agree. a pick early I agree. in the game. But Staley's got to be better, dude, with fourth downs. He doesn't know who he is. And that's a problem. So when you're trying to discern in that little margin who's better, the Chargers have to prove it to me at this point. They lose those little things all the time. Well, it's early, but I still like their defense a lot better. All right, Mama, you ready to go? I hope so. I think there's a lot. You know, I always think the first week is the hardest, but I don't know. There's a lot of these games this week, it seems to me, that are like could go either way. They're kind of iffy, and I don't know. So we may end up having a lot different this week. I, I'm not sure, but I did have Kansas City last night. We both did. We enter into week two uh, dead even. All right, the Dolphins are at the Ravens. Who you got? Yeah, you know, I really want to pick the Dolphins, but I picked Baltimore. I did as well. The Jets are on the road against Cleveland. Yeah, I'm picking Cleveland. Me too. The Commanders, that'd be Washington, on the road at the Lions. Yeah, that's one of my games, but I took Washington. I took the Commanders. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions in a shootout. I like the Lions to win this game, so here we go. We got our first different. Uh, Colts at Jags. 
Who, oh, Colts at Jags. Um, yeah, I took Indy, but I I don't know about that game either. I'm very iffy about that, but I'm taking Indy. I'm not iffy at all. I think Indianapolis is going to kill Jacksonville. Okay, uh, good. That makes me feel better. Yeah, Tampa Bay at the Saints. Oh, now you know. I am taking the Bucks again. See, I wasn't a trader, but this game, they, they just never – they never seem to be able to beat the Saints, but I think this might be the time that we do. I, I just I think our defense is going to come through, and hopefully Tom is going to – he's tired of getting beaten every time, except when it counted. Now, when we went to the Super Bowl, that was fantastic. But um, anyway, I'm taking the Bucks. I'll take the Saints. It is a regular season game, and the Saints have had our number in the regular season. Of course, you were right to point out that the only time it really mattered that we win, we did in their house and ending Drew Brees' career, flick them off on our way to winning the Super Bowl. Yes, I know. I loved it. Well, anyway, all right. You may be sorry you're a traitor again. We'll see. I hope so. I'd like to lose that game. (laughs) I know. Uh, The Panthers against the Giants. Yeah. Um... Golly, see, I, I, these, I took the Giants. I did, too. Oh, good. I don't believe in the Panthers at all. Yeah. Well, I don't think I, Baker Mayfield's any good. Well, yeah, I know you don't. I know you don't. <laughs> I'm actually hoping that he will do well, but not this week. <laughs> uh, the Patriots at the Steelers. Oh, now, you know that is a game. Hideous. Uh, it's, oh, it's terrible. And I just can't believe New England's as bad as they looked last week. But Pittsburgh, with um, T.J. Watt being out, I think that's a big loss. I took New England. I'm going to take the Steelers. I don't think either team is any good at all. I'll take the Steelers to win in an ugly, sloppy game. All right. That's three different already. I know. Here we go. We won't have a difference. We won't have a difference of opinion here. The Falcons are on the road against the Rams. No, no, I will take the Rams. Yes, the Seahawks are at the 49ers. Yeah, I'm taking the 49ers. Me too. The Bengals are at the Cowboys. Oh, the Bengals. Me too. Texans at Broncos. Yeah, now I have to believe Denver's better than they showed last week. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Denver. We are in agreement again. The Cardinals are at the Raiders. I'm going to take the Raiders. In a blowout. Bears at the Packers. Oh, that's another good one. Um, I, I, oh, I like Justin Fields. I don't know. Um, I just can't believe Green Bay is going to be. I think uh, they're going to be mad. I, um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to. He's probably been yelling at everybody all week long. Um, I took Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't wrestle with it either. Uh, the, the the Titans are at the Bills. Good game. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, the Titans will play desperate, and that game may end up being closer than it should be, but I like the Bills to win. Uh, Vikings at Eagles, which is a real good game. Yeah, that is a really good game. Um, I took Minnesota. Take the Eagles. I believe in the Eagles. I do. I think that's a war. It's a fun game. I kind of believe in the Eagles. I really do. I think it's one of those games, though, it's like – you pick them kind of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I listen. I, I I'm not going to bet the game. Uh, I'm not going to touch it in my real life. But I I actually kind of coin flipped this thing when I got up this morning. I like the Seagulls team. I, I they're very physical. They run the ball. Um, I would try to keep the ball out of Minnesota's hands. I this is a fun game. I I'm really looking forward to this game on Monday night. So I will take the Eagles. We have five different. Uh, one, two, three, four. I think we've got you. I've got New England. You got Pittsburgh. I've got the Bucks. You got the Saints. 
I've got Washington, you've got Detroit, and then I've got Minnesota, you've got Philadelphia. Here we go. Is that all? That's all of them. We didn't I'll, miss any. I'll go back and take a look. Uh, I, I, it's four. I think you're right. It is four. Yeah, it's, uh, we have. Oh Lordy sakes! Well, we'll see. I some of these games, you know, I really, I would like Pittsburgh to win that game, but I just don't know if they, if they, if they will. I, I just feel like New England's gonna. I don't know. Although they did look terrible last week. I think New England stinks, Mom. I know, I do too, but I just feel, you know, you just always think that Belichick's going to come up with something. I don't think so anymore. <laughs> I don't think that anymore. Well, after uh, this week, if they lose again, I'll be, I'll agree with you. Yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, it's easy to think that Belichick's going to come up with something when their quarterback is Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, yeah, I well, that's true. That's yeah. absolutely true. And you know, when you guys were talking, um, we're too... Talk well. You were talking about the Kansas City game last night, but you know, I was talking to Aaron earlier today. You know, and your brother. And I know who Aaron is. Yes, I know you do. Well, anyway, if everybody doesn't know, and he was talking to me about the amazing athletic ability of Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, but he was like, he just watches them and he can't believe that they do what they do, and it really is true. He said the same to me, and we've talked about this over the last two years on the air that we're ushering in a really good era of quarterbacks. It's kind of funny because, you know, when Peyton Manning retired and Drew Brees retired and people are assuming soon Tom Brady will and then obviously Big Ben Roethlisberger, we were naming like four or five guys that were, uh, you know, generational talents, guys that are going to the Hall of Fame, guys that are all-time great, that have won championships, et cetera. And we thought, man, there'll be a dearth of really great quarterback play here real soon because we're losing so many of the great, you know, great ones of all time. Nay, nay. Uh, we've got at least four or five guys. I mean, between Josh Allen and Patrick yep. Mahomes, as you just mentioned, Herbert. I mean, just just leave it at those three. There are more, but if you just take those three, those three guys alone are freakish in terms I, of arm angles, size, speed, ability. Yeah, all of it. I know, like that sidearm thing that Patrick Mahomes did, and he kind of like threaded the needle between two people, and he pitched it. It's just crazy. And then that pass that Herbert did, where he was already hurt, and he threw that. Like, it was a laser. A lay. I, I was just sitting there. My was my mouth came open. I was like, "Holy smokes!" Yeah, no, he's fun to watch. I love it. He's got my. He's got the best arm. It's fun to watch him let it go. Mom, gotta go. Love you. All right, love you. Y'all have a great weekend. Good luck with Louisville. All right, thank you. All right, bye bye. Bye bye. There's Mama, and there are the wagers. Um, no, there, there's. Uh, listen, all of those guys that we just named. It's so much fun to watch. Uh, those three in particular. Josh Allen is, I think, currently the best quarterback in the NFL. But we're not talking about too many, you know, the, the yeah. gradient, right? I mean, like standard deviations. Yeah, I mean, if you just think about, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, you you cannot ignore uh, the fact that not only has he been brilliant, he's been brilliant longer, won a Super Bowl, all of that. But then also, when you just look at Herbert's natural gifts, you're thinking to yourself, well, nobody should be that big, that strong with that. All. It's insane. So again, last night. The end of the first half. Yeah. With the clock management here. All Are of, you? No, but you know what? This is a lifelong thing. I don't understand how it happens. To me, I, I've watched in college. Corey brings this up a lot, and he's right. We all do as diehard football fans. Clock management. Nick Saban last week was a dumbass with yes, clock he management. Was. I do not understand. And Nick Saban's the greatest coach in college football history. How in the world do you have these guys elite at what they do? 
We would all concede, know more about football than we could ever dream sure. of knowing. And they cannot get something as simple as clock management at the end of halves right ever. But what's so crazy about it, it's two things. It's replay, how do you not get that right? You have the answers to the test and you still get it wrong. You know, that that's the hard part there. Correct. Coaches have been talked down by analytics people to allow for a different way of thinking. So the coaches that are still doing really well in the way of succeeding at the college and pro level now will hear that conversation. They never would before. Fourth and one, you punt, always, if you're not in field goal range. Now they hear the conversation. How is it that you've allowed yourself to go there and not understand and use the resources on clock management? Because if you're not going to call the timeout before they punt in the second quarter, great, Andy Reid. All right, that's one way of yeah, doing fine, it. That's fine. You're going to yeah, get pinned yeah. down. Why are you rushing up to the line of scrimmage on second down? And Los Angeles had to use no timeouts Correct. before they get the ball back. They should have spent one, I think, on second. But then also... But I can get into that. I get, you, you, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. you know. But then also catch the effing ball. Well, that's but, a different what's thing, What's the punt returner doing? Yeah. No, I get more upset with just oh, the simple just, that's math so of it. so bad. The simple math of it. And, and also, what are you intending to do? It is remarkable that somebody could make it to the National Football League as a head coach and make that kind of money and know that much about football. Again, you can't fake your way to the National Football League. You're not going to accidentally become a head coach and not know football. They all know football. Doesn't mean they're good coaches. They all know football, right? Okay, now listen. How in the hell what we watched with that Dem- – I'll never forget this. What we watched with that Denver-Seattle game at the end of that game yeah. was criminal. Like yeah. You could fire him that night. Yes. If you're capable of that level of stupidity. Well, I mean, you know, they've done the bad beats bit for years. Nick Bacay used to have a Sunday yeah. or a Monday segment I, on SportsCenter. It was actually really funny. He and his wife. It was really good. Yeah. It was always good. He was great. He Yes. And what so they, happened to that guy? I have no idea. Did he get, like, arrested? What happened? Why in the world did he just <laughs> he suddenly look disappear? He was, but he was funnier now. Yeah. And his wife was good, too. Usually when that happens, you're like, yeah, I don't know about the bit. I could have done without her. But, but it was funny. Yeah. And and now they do bad beats. You could do a segment every week on poor clock management. It's just, you yeah. could you, I mean, you could fill it up. There's yeah. enough every all, week all around football. Between college and pro, if you took, you, you're going to get four examples. The Sark one, it, you know, in the first half of Texas-Alabama is inexcusable. It's 25 seconds. The clock is running. You can mm-hmm. call a timeout mm-hmm. on a first down. Instead, you run up to the line. Okay. All right. I don't love it, but run the play. And you run a quick out to get out of bounds? <laughs> to get out of bounds. The whole purpose of that play is to get out of bounds and not waste the timeout. The whole thing is silly. I mean, guys. Yeah. There's much, How can we get into the conversation the way analytics people did? How did they get Listen. in the room? Because if we can get in the room, no, we're going to make a lot of money to they, be a clock management coach. No, they know, though. They do. Because there's no way that after that game is over, when the moment you know has, is no longer at critical mass... When they go back and watch the film, they're kicking themselves. They have to. Somebody in that room is going, Coach, well, you know, I, I, in retrospect, we might have wanted to you know, call timeout there. We had a minute left when the play stopped. Um, you ended up calling timeout anyhow with 20 seconds so that we could kick a 64-yard field goal. I'm just saying – if we wanted to talk about well, it, we okay. could have called it at one. You know, I mean, there was no <laughs> that that egregious example. Sure, but there's a lot of ones. I don't think oh. Sark learned a lesson. I don't think Saban learned a lesson oh, from how Saban they managed those two things. Have. They run it out. They, so he got. By the way, that how does that ever happen? In and he goes years out of, of bounds. He goes out of bounds. Right. 
Dude, make them use that timeout. That's the other thing is making other teams use timeouts. Correct. They never think assets. that way. You've yeah. got to help them. Yeah, make Ma- them burn their te- assets. Make Texas call the timeout there, Nick. Nick. Has, Nick has been around too long for that to ever happen is my point. So that means things no, like that happen no, all the time for him. It's weird. It's weird. I don't understand it. Drives me nuts. Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Say thank you to our friends at Tallulah. Hey now. Not only that, state-of-the-art floating pod action, which is very cool. But, uh, you know, you can stop in there to uh, any of those three locations and get the uh, latest and greatest CBD and Delta 8 products on the market. Natural pain management, stress relief, and uh, better sleep. All at your fingertips there at Tallulah. And uh, when you go in, say, hey, man, I heard you on Cameron. And uh, that's good for all of us. We all we all get uh, we all get happy about our relationship with Tulu. Are, are they paying you in Delta Eights? What's going on here? Well, I don't. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Probables fired up, big big man. It's time for how you say with the pitching uh, probables. Uh, I told you guys to bet on the Mets last night against the Pirates. I was right. That was an easy one. We'll see about tonight. That could be a little bit different. Rockies, Cubs, that game one to nothing. Cubs. Marcus Stroman started the game. They're in the second inning. Herman Marquez with the Rockies. Marlins, Nats. Jesus Lazardo, Josiah Gray. We got the Orioles and the Blue Jays. Jordan Lyles and TBD. Royals, Red Sox, Jonathan Heasley and Michael Waka. Aforementioned Buckos, Metropolitans. Mitch Keller shut down the Mets the last time he faced them. Not just screwing Mitch Keller. That's correct. But he's gettable if he's not right on that day, as the uh, 5 and 10 401 ERA will testify to. Tuan Walker goes for the Mets. Rangers, Rays, <laughs> Martin Perez, Corey Kluber. We got the Twins and the Guardians, Bailey Ober, Tristan McKenzie. White Sox, Tigers, game two. I think it is Lucas Giolito, Matt Manning, Phillies, Braves. Ooh, ooh, little Phillies, Braves. Come on now, Phils. Rangers, Suarez, Max Fried. A's Astros, Adrian Martinez, Justin Verlander, Yankees Brewers, Frankie Montas, Adrian Howers, CBD for the uh, Reds. CBD. Hey, now. All right. Cardinals will throw Jack Flaherty. Only Flaherty. Mariners, Angels, Robbie Ray. Hey. Michael Lorenzen. Sorry, I was doing a CBD pitch. I know. Could be like Doc Ellis, tripping on acid while you're pitching. Through a perfect game. Padres, D-backs, Blake Snell, Madison Bumgarner, and finally Dodgers, Giants, Dustin May, Logan Webb, and that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. There's the floating hedgehog. Mm, Always fun. Look at him. Look at him. He looks so happy. (laughs) 
Uh, Garrett, I don't know anything about Scott Frost showing up late to practice. If that's true, then that's ugly, and I don't know anything about that. He asked the question in the chat. Mm. Uh, here's what I'll say. If that is true, that's a man who's saying, kiss my ass on Main Street, fire me, I want my money. How do you feel about that 11.5 number? That's last I saw. Well, so they'll Mickey is their uh, is the new quarterback, uh, the former quarterback at Nebraska, who's taking over there as the interim coach, and he is a guy that uh, the players love. So I worry that they'll play their ass off this weekend for mm-hmm. him in a rivalry game against Oklahoma. I don't know that they're talented enough. Their defense is dreadful. It's one of the worst in football right now. They, they don't need a, to win. No, they just have to cover the eleven and a half. Yeah, I, I don't know if I wouldn't bet that down to a number that's less than a touchdown, and then you know I feel comfortable there. Uh, I I don't like messing with teams that. That for the moment might rally around somebody. Now, there's, there's, I don't know that they will, but they love that guy, so we'll see. Does Louisville love Scott Satterfield? I don't think so. We're going to find out tonight. We're about to find if out. If they get I, down early, yeah. we're going to find out how much Let's they hope, love. Just lay down, guys. You deserve a better coach. It's time to just lay down. You're going to get beat. You know it. Let it happen. Get crushed. Get him out of there. That's the hope. We've got the pregame show at 6.30. Yeah, we do. You'll hear from me in a few hours, as well as Tom. Get a little Zaxby's in between, get some yeah. nourishment. Yeah, good times. Good work, sir. See you shortly. Good work out of you as well, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Go Knowles! We'll talk to you in a couple hours. Hang on.